Welcome to Bible Chapter Every Day. I'm Matthew. Our chapter today is 1 John 5. Let's ask God to bless our time today. Heavenly Father, as we read this chapter, we pray that we would be focusing on you. We pray that our faith would be in Jesus and that we would not be elevating the things of this world to positions they should not have. We pray this through Jesus. Amen. 1 John 5. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ has been fathered by God, and everyone who loves the Father also loves the child fathered by him. By this we know that we love the children of God, whenever we love God and keep his commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep his commandments, and his commandments are not burdensome, because everyone who is fathered by God conquers the world. And this is the victory which has conquered the world, our faith. Now who is the one who conquers the world except the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God? This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ, not with the water only, but with the water and with the blood. And the Spirit is the one who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. For there are three that testify, the Spirit and the water and the blood, and the three are in agreement. If we receive the testimony of people, the testimony of God is greater, because this is the testimony of God that he has testified concerning his Son. The one who believes in the Son of God has the testimony in himself. The one who does not believe God has made him a liar, because he has not believed in the testimony that God has testified concerning his Son. And this is the testimony that God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. The one who has the Son has the life. The one who does not have the Son of God does not have the life. These things I have written to you who believe in the name of the Son of God, in order that you may know that you have eternal life. And this is the confidence that we have before him, that if we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. And if we know that he hears us in whatever we ask, we know that we have the requests that we have asked from him. If anyone should see his brother sinning a sin not leading to death, he should ask, and he will grant life to him, to those who sin not leading to death. There is a sin leading to death. I do not say that he should ask about that. All unrighteousness is sin, and there is a sin not leading to death. We know that everyone who is fathered by God does not sin, but the one fathered by God, he protects him, and the evil one does not touch him. We know that we are from God, and the whole world lies in the power of the evil one, and we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding, in order that we may know the one who is true, and we are in the one who is true, in his Son, Jesus Christ. This one is the true God and eternal life, little children, guard yourselves from idols. Well, that's the reading. Let's dig in. The chapter starts with John restating several things that he has been saying in this letter. First, believing that Jesus is the Christ. Our faith is in Jesus, that he is the Christ, that he came in the flesh and died for us, that he was raised. So if we have that faith, then John says, God has fathered us. Then John says that we should love God's other children. And John says that if we love God, we will do what God says. 
And he adds that those who are fathered by God conquer the world. Then John digs into faith a little bit. He says that we have faith that Jesus is the Son of God. John mentions the Spirit, the water, and the blood. The Spirit is the Holy Spirit who testifies to Jesus. The water, I believe, is baptism, and the blood is Jesus giving his blood on the cross. Possibly, John is talking about when Jesus was baptized. We know that later some of the false teachers said that Jesus was just a man until his baptism, and that it was at that point that the Son came into Jesus. So, we believe, not in blind faith, but in faith based on the evidence God has given us. Otherwise, John says, we are calling God a liar. John reminds us that we have life in the Son, eternal life. It's not just that we are going to have eternal life, but that we have it now. And John brings up prayer, asking God for things. John mentions that the prayer should be according to his will. Since God knows best, we wouldn't want anything that God doesn't want us to have. John specifically mentions asking for forgiveness for a brother. When we see someone sinning, we can pray to God to give them life. John says, there is another kind of sin that is leading to death, and he is not saying we should pray for that type of sin. John doesn't specify what types of sins lead to death. And really, I think it is not the category of sin, such as lying or murder, that might qualify the sin, but rather the reason that the person is committing the sin if they are intentionally rejecting God. John says that the person fathered by God does not sin. Taking the other things John has already said in this book, I do not believe that he is saying that God's children never do anything wrong, but perhaps he is saying that those who are of God are not going to knowingly go against God's commands. The false teachers were likely saying that it was okay to sin, because that is just in the flesh, and John is saying that God's children will not be doing that. Instead of dividing the world into the spirit and the flesh, like the false teachers may have been doing, John divides the world into the children of God and the children of the evil one, and the spirit and the flesh of the children of God are connected, so that what we do in our bodies is both physical and spiritual. It has real meaning. John ends the letter saying, verse 21, Little children, guard yourselves from idols. This may come as a surprise, since this is the first time he has used the word idols in the letter. But really, whatever we follow instead of the true God is an idol. So as children of God, we need to be careful what we put our hope in, what we desire, and what we give ourselves to. And now for a deeper dive. The Spirit, the Water, and the Blood. It is hard to be certain what John means there, but it is worth pondering. I think the Spirit is the Holy Spirit. The water seems most likely to be baptism. However, God has used water to represent the Spirit as well. In John 7.37, Now on the last day of the feast, the great day, Jesus stood and cried out, saying, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me, and let him drink. And the one who believes in me, just as the Scripture said, out of his belly will flow rivers of living water. Now, this he said concerning the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were about to receive, for the Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus had not yet been glorified. But since John has already mentioned the Spirit, it doesn't seem likely that he means the Holy Spirit by water, unless blood also represents the Holy Spirit, but I cannot think of anywhere else in the Bible that blood represents the Holy Spirit. 
One idea is that the Holy Spirit reveals Jesus in the Bible. The water is baptism, and the blood is communion. But John says that Jesus didn't come with water only, but also with blood. So this indicates that some of the false teachers would accept the water, but deny the blood. So it would seem odd that the false teachers would accept baptism and reject communion. I think blood is most likely a reference to Jesus' suffering on the cross. Another possibility is that it is a reference to Jesus' humanness being flesh and blood, or even possibly a reference to suffering that we have to go through. We can see the water and the Holy Spirit at Jesus' baptism, and his baptism symbolized his death, being buried and raised. So my suggestion is to think about it. And also, don't build a doctrine just on these verses, but consider the rest of the Bible. And don't forget the point John is making, that we have faith built on witnesses. This isn't a blind faith, but it is faith. It isn't sight, like chasing physical things. Those are idols, things we can see now. But those are just temporary and will not last. Scripture quotations are from the Lexham English Bible, copyright 2012, Logos Bible Software. Lexham is a registered trademark of Logos Bible Software.